Hello and welcome back to Be Present Podcast. It's me, your host, Rashad Smith. Hey, this is a brand new addition or segment to the podcast catalog titled Prophetic Insights. The goal of this segment is to provide prophetic insights through scripture or from revelation knowledge derived from Holy Spirit. Prophetic insights will help us distinguish the voice of Yahweh from other voices and also discern how we're to proceed according to his words. So tonight's topic, what in the world is Most High God doing? I want to journey you through Psalms chapters 93 through 94 so that we might be able to interpret the voice of Yahweh and how he is still speaking and moving in the earth. While the entire world is on a standstill, seemingly, is Most High God also standing still? This is Psalm 91 from the Contemporary Jewish Bible. Verse 1. Adonai is king, robed in majesty. Adonai is robed, girded with strength. The world is well established. It cannot be moved. Your throne was established long ago. You have existed forever. Adonai, the deep is rising up. The deep is rising up its voice. The deep is rising its crashing waves. More than the sound of rushing waters or the mighty breakers of the sea, Adonai, you are on high and you are mighty. Your instructions are very sure. Holiness befits your house, Adonai. For all time to come. Chapter 94, verse 1. God of vengeance, Adonai, God of vengeance, appear. Assert yourself as judge of the earth. Pay back the proud as they deserve. How long are the wicked, Adonai? How long are the wicked to triumph? They pour out insolent words. They go on bragging all these evildoers. They crush your people, Adonai. They oppress your heritage. They kill widows and strangers and murder the fatherless. They say Yahweh isn't looking. The God of Jacob does not notice. Take notice yourselves, you boars among the people. You fools, will you understand ever? Will the one who planted the ear not hear? Will the one who formed the eye not see? Will the one who disciplines nations not correct them? Will the teacher of humanity not know? Adonai understands the people's thoughts are merely a puff of wind. How happy the man whom you correct, Yahweh, whom you teach your Torah, your law, giving him respite from days of trouble till a pit is dug for the wicked. For Adonai will not desert his people. He will not abandon his heritage. Justice will once again become righteous and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will champion my cause against the wicked? Who will stand up for me against evildoers? For Adonai, if he hadn't helped me, I would soon have dwelt in the land of silence. When I said my foot is slipping, your grace, Adonai, supported me. When my ears and my cares within me were so many and so attuned to hear the voice of the enemy, your comfort cheers me up. Can unjust judges be allied with you, those producing wrong in the name of the law? They band together against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But Adonai has become my stronghold. 
My God is my rock of refuge, but he repays them as their guilt deserves. He will cut them off with their own evil. Adonai, our God, will cut them off. Now, I wanted to provide Psalms 93 through 94 as hope for us, that he is not standing still, that he is not a God who is silent. He is not a God who is fragile. He is not a God who is distant. He is not a rock or an idol that we speak to and it doesn't speak back. Yahweh is very active, alive and present, even in our midst today during this time of worldwide pandemic and crisis. So take courage that he sees, he hears, he is Adonai, he is Lord, he is our Savior, and he is El Gabor, the Mighty One. He goes before us, he goes behind us. Now, I want to provide some scriptural references where either the world literally stood still or it seemingly stood still. I won't go and give you an exhaustive list because we'd be here all night. I want to give you a few scripture references. During those times, what was Yahweh doing? So number one, during the 10th and final plague in Egypt, time seemed to stand still. So what was Yahweh doing during this time? He was speaking to Moses and Aaron about Passover or the redemption and salvation for Israel, as well their soon exodus from bondage. He was not standing still or silent. In fact, he was consistently meeting with Moses. He was speaking with his prophets, Aaron and Miriam, and he was revealing his presence and nearness as well his favor to Israel in displays like the pillars of cloud and fire as well the sustenance from heaven that he rained down. The second reference is during the reign of Eli as Israel's priest. Time seemed to stand still in terms of no one was hearing the voice of Yahweh in a great manner, although there were those who were hearing voices, but it was not his. What was Yahweh doing during this time? He, in fact, was not speaking to anyone not even his people, because they'd violated his laws, which in turn caused them to pervert his voice, whereby his people and the land and the surrounding peoples could not distinguish between the holy and the profane. First Samuel 3 tells us that Yahweh had shut up the heavens so that there was no widespread revelation. That is the illegal and truthful revelation that stems from him and him alone. Then Yahweh himself raised up Samuel, who became the first prophet restored to Israel since the heavens were shut up from the prophetic during Joshua's reign and post Joshua's reign with the remaining judges. There had not been a prophet ordained by Yahweh in Israel since Moses, Aaron, and Miriam until God ordained Samuel. That is a very long time for no friends of Yahweh to express their friend who is Yahweh to his people and the world. While there were judges who executed Yahweh's will and laws by knowing him and knowing his laws, there was no widespread revelation amongst Israel until Samuel. 
This means that anyone during that time claiming to hear from Yahweh and speak on his behalf, who was not Samuel before Samuel, was not ordained and was more than likely speaking from his or her own soul or from dark spirits. In fact, this time frame was laden with sorcery and witchcraft, where mediums, witches, and sorcerers were rampant in the land. Now hold on to that as we'll revisit this later on. The last scripture reference I want to express is when Yeshua breathed his last breath on the tree on Calvary's hill. The world seemed to stand still and Yeshua's oppressors even were met with their own folly as they intuitively understood what they had done was wrong. What was Yahweh doing during this time? He wasn't off in a distant dimension or aloof. He was very present to watch the actions and behaviors of man to see either one if the hearts were turned to him after all. That was the goal for the Lamb's slain life to redeem the world. Two, if his chosen people Israel would arise to their destiny that was placed within their forefather Abraham in three, to see if Yeshua's disciples would go and do as they'd been commanded in Matthew 28 and Mark 16 explicitly. Yahweh's eyes were to and fro on the earth, seeking hearts that were after his, assessing the intents of men's hearts and dispensing mercy. He was being merciful and compassionate on whom he chose. See Exodus 33:18 and Romans 9:15. God's glory was in the earth during that time. It was a beautiful and glorious, no pun intended time. But there was also a great separation and divide that he himself had caused. That's what scripture means when it says his eyes go to and fro, searching the intent of men's heart to see if they are his. David said this of Yahweh, you will be merciful to those who are merciful. You will be blameless to those who are blameless. You will be pure to those who are pure. You will be shrewd to those who are devious, and you will save the humble and bring down the haughty. Refer to 2 Samuel twenty-two twenty-six. The three references I provided, again, is not an exhaustive list, but I do want to provide you with a starting point and highlight those things. Yahweh is either doing one, a combination, are all the aforementioned things that we just discussed. Now, let's break them down even more. The first one, Passover. In order for us to see the redemption he's done for us now in 2020, that can be likened to Passover during the time of Israel in Egypt, we have to ascend in the spirit by Holy Spirit and begin to see in the spirit. Yeah, that's a lot of spirit-to-spirit -spirit interfacing. While you might not see any positive effects in the natural, but there is, oh, so much flamboyance and joy and celebratory things in the spirit of Yahweh's salvation here in 2020 that aligns with Passover in Exodus. He is redeeming his people. 
We might apply that on a global level, even that Yahweh is extending his redemption to the world, not only his sons and daughters, even as he did in the book of Exodus, some Egyptians left with Israel. And also when Yeshua gave up the ghosts, it was for the world, not solely Israel. The second thing in reference to Eli and Samuel in the book of First Samuel. I cannot say this enough as much as I've heralded over the years. And if you've been listening to me and following me and you've been listening to my preachings and teachings face to face, I've said this for as long as I can remember. We must test prophecies. This is scriptural. It's written in First Thessalonians chapter five. There were so many certain prophecies given in 2019 about 2020. And while we're only in April with many more months left in 2020, we've not seen many of them fulfilled with the exception of a few thus far. And I'll give you one example that 2020 is a year of reset. That is an accurate prophecy. And we are living that. You don't have to see it. We're living it. Now, during the time of Eli's priestly ministry, Israel had become so ingrained in the ites, quote unquote, culture and practices, that is those who were outside of Israel, outside of the fold, the Gentiles, if you will, the other nations surrounding them. Israel was forbidden to implement such practices that even God's people begin because they were ingrained in the culture of those around them. They begin to prophesy lies, see vain visions, have dreams not born of Yah's spirit, and they also practice other occultic measures in order to seek to know. The priestly ministry, hear this, is supposed to sanctify the house of God, Sanctify the people who are in God's house and also while in his house are practicing sin and iniquity. Sanctify the people who have strayed from God. Guard worship in the treasuries in God's house. Uphold and teach the laws of God. Partner with the prophets to represent the voice and will of God. And finally, the priestly ministry is supposed to bring in God's glory to his people and to the nation by partnership with leadership. Clearly, Eli was in direct violation as his own sons, priests themselves, were practicing the opposite of their ministry, and Eli, as a doting father, never reprimanded his sons. Therefore, it became the norm for sin. I'm going to say that again. It became the norm for sin and iniquity amongst God's people, which caused God's people to be no different than the ites or the non-God's people in the land. Pause for a second and think about that. Furthermore, God's people practice corrupt forms of hearing and speaking his voice, like divination primarily, and then astrology. Such practices were dominant in other people groups that Israel infused into their daily activities. Sin was so rampant, but oh, iniquity was even greater that Yah shut up the heavens that there was no man who could receive revelation regularly and the revelation they would get on a normal basis was not from him. 
These people were mediums and necromancers, witches and sorcerers, and his people fell right amongst the crowd of them with the same practices. We might apply this in 2020 now that there has been so much said, and I am speaking from the church, God's people, Christians, that has been erroneous with zero accountability for decades. So as it was during Eli's time, silence has fallen on the land, the world, and most revelators are speaking from their own resources or from the power of demons. Yet, the presence of Yahweh in all of this in 2020 is as it was also in Eli's time. There was true and pure revelation, even though it was minute and minimal. So, there are those men and women who are speaking the revelation of Yeshua, the Messiah, from the mouth of Yahweh with Yahweh's authorization. Another truth to which we can cling now in 2020 from this scripture reference is that Yahweh raised up judges when Israel fell to lead Israel back to God. And he also raised up the prophet priest Samuel, whose prophecies were always fulfilled. Scripture says there were no words of Samuel that fell to the ground. He was a true and pure prophet. And you have to think about during that time what I just said to you, that there was so much false prophecy that people couldn't discern and that the heavens were shut up so there was no widespread revelation that when Samuel stepped on the scene with a sure, pure word of Yahweh, he was in fact empowered by the spirit of most high God to speak the truth and nothing but the truth. And it was that pure truth only speaking from spirit, the Holy Spirit, that when the words went out, God watched over his word to perform it so that it would not return void. That is the prophetic acuity that we're looking for moving forward. We can trust scripture that he, Yahweh, is raising up his sure prophetic voices like Samuel, who will clearly hear from the throne room and no other throne room, no other reservoir, no other chamber, no other dimension, but the throne room dimension. In the last scripture reference, the death of Yeshua applies to us right now in that God is always good and his mercy extends to a thousand generations and he will be merciful to whom he chooses. He will be merciful to some people we don't even think or estimate should receive his mercy. That's because we're not him and we're not seeing from his eyes and he chooses to whom he will be merciful. Again, understand the scripture reference. That his eyes, his pure, his 100% open, unadulterated eyes see the intent of man's hearts, unlike ours. So we want to begin to welcome in those who don't, on the outward appearance, the external, seem or look like they are his. But in fact, in heart, in spirit, in soul, in mind, they are his. This means also that any discourse that anyone is speaking against God's opening his arms to the lost, to the wayward, to the broken, to the liars and the thieves even, to the naysayers, and lastly, but certainly not least, to those who are like Judas and Caiaphas and the other Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees, and leaders during Yeshua's time 
who did not believe, even those today, his truth remains as it is in John 3.16, that Yahweh so loved the world, Father God, Abba, Daddy, that he sent the Lamb, Yeshua, to be slain, who is his son for the world, not just for Israel. What we must be mindful of with the truth in this time, so many religions are deceiving people about other gods who aren't Yeshua. And they're saying that they are just as important as Yeshua or equal to him. Therefore, they don't have to worship Yeshua or worship him at all or only. This is in direct opposition of truth that Yeshua himself says, I am the door by which no man enters heaven to my father except through me. Yeshua himself also called himself the way, the truth, and the life. Friends, listeners, if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, son of Yahweh, or you are possibly backslidden, do not believe the lie that you don't need Jesus or that he isn't real, or that there are other means by which you can enter heaven without a relationship with Yeshua, without honoring Yeshua, or without being saved under and by his name and in his blood covering. Those are lies. He is the door by which all men enter into heaven to his Father. For believers... You need to begin to hear the heartbeat of daddy, of Abba, and begin to pray what his heart is saying about the lost who are also his children because they are his creation. This is a time in 2020 for others to be welcomed into the fold who once were not welcome or who once were far off. But there is a window of opportunity for you. If you fall in that category that you mustn't miss as there are lines being drawn now by Yahweh himself to see if you are a sheep who knows, listens and follows his son, Jesus's voice, or you are a goat and you adhere to and follow the voice of the hireling. The hireling is anyone or anything other than Jesus. Now. You want to make sure that you are watching what's in your heart during this time, being quick to confess and repent, measure yourself up to the plumb line of Yeshua's image. This is for everyone. Seasoned veteran Christians, novice Christians, intermediate, wherever you fall, backslidden, wayward, unbelievers, watch what's in your heart and what's coming out of your mouth. Let a guard be placed on your mouth so you do not sin and be iniquitous against Yahweh himself. That's what David prayed in the Psalms. I'd encourage you to listen to my podcast episode titled The Month of Ayar, The Cocoon Month, A Time of Potential and Spiritual Transformation, as it will journey you through what's happening now. This is a time of testing. So let the fruitless roots be plucked up and pulled from out of you and the fruitful deep roots be planted by the vine dresser who is the father. This is about testing. Israel went through a series of tests once they were freed from from Egypt. Yahweh himself tested their hearts. You can find this 
in Judges chapter 2, verses 21 through 22, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, also Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 3, Psalm 66, 10, and finally, Psalm 78, 40 through 42. Are we going to pass the test or will we go around the mountain for 40 years like Israel did? If the option is the latter, we will not have the grace that Israel had who did not make it, but we will share their same fate, not entering into whatever promise Most High God has for us. Now, remember I asked you to hold on to something about those speaking from their own soul or by the power of demons? Well, here's what it looks like. Habakkuk 2, 20. For the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Now, this is not the silence that we might be thinking of as God telling us to shut up. This is God telling all who are speaking outside of his will and glorifying their idols to shut up. Yahweh is making a distinction between himself as the true God versus those who babble and make up prophecies, visions, dreams, and the sorts from their gods who cannot speak, cannot move, or cannot think. Yahweh is distinguishing himself in the earth for the earth he loves, the earth he created, and the earth he possesses. He owns the earth because he made the earth. It is his and the fullness thereof. Let everyone see what his hands are doing. He is not still. He is moving. May the prophecy of Joel manifest now. That Yahweh's sons and daughters will prophesy and Yahweh's old men and women will dream dreams that will manifest and reveal Yeshua instead of Yah's people prophesying lies or from the flesh. And the world's prophets, who are not Yahweh's prophets, also prophesying lies. Let the distinction begin now. Jason Upton, a prominent Christian singer, has a song called In the Silence, where he leads us to this contemplative, truthful chorus. In the silence you are speaking, in the quiet I can feel the fire, and it's burning, burning deeply, burning all that it is that you desire to be silent in me. I pray that you allow the testing and that you will be proved by the fire of Yeshua. And your reward is that you are 100% gold proof. There is no flaw. There are no impurities in you. You are pure before him. I pray you will hear the voice of Yahweh who allows us to testify of the revelation of Yeshua And you will hear no other voice, and you shall prophesy or speak by no other voice than the Spirit of Yahweh. I pray for the Spirit of Yahweh to pour his ministry of prophecy, according to 1 Corinthians 12, out on us, and that Yeshua will pour out his ministry of the prophet gift in today's time on us, and that this will truly be a prophetic generation and a prophetic culture 
under the power of Holy Ghost, and that the men and women who are prophets of Yahweh will teach, educate, mentor, and ready the people and the world to be holy before him, to worship him only, and to hear and speak his voice only. I pray that you will learn the beauty and purity of silence, the sting of silence and your being face to face with the purifier so that he silences all in you that does not speak his truth. Blessings.